0: You doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Zach?
0: I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Today, we're going to be talking about healing. I love that. We should- Yeah, uh, healing. I mean, what does healing mean to you?
1: You know, to be honest with you, I mean, I was wheelchair walker, cane for about seven years. So to me, healing is everything from healing your physical body to healing yourself, your emotions, you know, what's what needs to be
0: yeah and as a healing expert what do you think is the most common thing that people want or need to be healed
1: mindset mindset you know on my journey i was doing everything like the doctor said there's nothing we can do for you and i was on morphine every day in extreme pain for years and i didn't dieted and supplements and everything that i could find and the last thing that i would have thought was that my own mind could heal my body but uh, but it did and it's incredible.
0: Walk us back through what happened, how your mindset changed, and how that led to a lot of healing for you.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I I used to do network engineering and operations, so I was very analytical. I don't even know that I had emotions at that time. I didn't know what an emotion was. <laughs> I was just a uh, very analytical and uh and basically I was uh, injured and and after my doctor said that there was nothing they could do what happened is I finally I, I got to be part of the study and I thought you know a trial study for a brand new procedure and I thought oh my god I'm gonna get my life back and long story short uh, they said they didn't expect me to get better and I, I couldn't be part of the study and and so I left the study I was you know, I was a mess I was just like you know they Wheeled me out of my wheelchair. And I, I remember waking up in my bed the next day, and I didn't even want to live. I was like, What's the point? The study won't take me. Nobody can fix me. I can't live like this. And then I had this thought in my head. It was like, Well, what about the placebo? We know that the mind has the ability to communicate with the body. And that led me on this incredible journey of understanding the mind and how it works to influence the physical body.
0: What was the first le- lesson or principle that you learned that took you down this rabbit hole of the mind's power to heal physically?
1: Um, a few things. One thing that was shocking to me was that people with multiple personality disorder can have different ailments when they're in different personalities. They can be crazy. Bl- Isn't that crazy? Blind in one personality, but not in another. Or, uh, uh, all different types of, I mean, back pain in one, asthma in one, allergies in one, but not in another. And so. How is it, that possible? That's what I started wondering. I was like, Whoa, wait a second here. When you start looking at the mind, you know, that was one thing. Another thing was uh, people, amputees, over 80% still experience physical pain. And I was looking at it. And then I started looking at the placebo and saying, you know what's, what amazes me about the placebo is that. Even though it doesn't heal the body all the way, what's incredible about it is if somebody takes a pill and they're told that it's going to improve their blood pressure, it does. But somebody else can take the same pill and they're told it's going to improve their headaches and it can. Or they're told it can be detrimental to the body and cause all kinds of problems and it does. And so you see how our minds have a specific ability to communicate with the body. Right. And that that was something that really woke me up.
0: Let me ask you this question where is our mind
1: where is our mind well that is a great question i would say our mind is our really our emotions is how we feel so it is our brain but it also impacts our entire nervous system and our energy
0: Mm-hmm. because When you think about something like the placebo effect, that if if I give you this pill and I tell you this is going to get rid of your headache or it's going to lower your blood pressure, and it actually does, even though it's just a sugar pill, you know, you consciously created those results from your mind. But I wish we knew exactly where this mind thing existed, because if we knew where it existed, we could focus more on how we can create stronger mind or be more in control of our mind or be more aware of our mind. And it's just like mindset, it's a very, it's, it's a mind screw up. I was going to say the F word, but I don't like to curse in front of women. It's a mind screw up, right? It's like, well, well, we got to think about what we think about in order to be aware of our thoughts. And then when we're aware of our thoughts, we have to exercise our free will to change our thoughts from negative to positive. But, you know, exercising our free will, even after we're aware of our thoughts is still extremely hard. So it's like, how, how does one take control of their mindset or how did you take control of your mindset
1: to take control of it you know uh, to be honest i i was in a really bad place and so what i started to realize is that emotions control our perception so uh, basically long story short there was a, a few things uh one is as i was looking at all of like the placebo and um uh my uh, uh, multiple personality disorder, and looking at how the mind could affect the body, uh, I started saying, okay, well, how can I see this in a simple way that our mind can affect the body? Because I couldn't figure out the placebo. I couldn't figure out what was doing it at first. And so I started looking at emotions, and I thought, well, emotions, we all know emotions. We've heard that. And I think, oh, if somebody's embarrassed, their face turns red. Uh, If somebody's anxiety, they can have a panic attack, sexual thought, sexual physical response we know that. And I thought, okay, well, yeah, okay, that's boring. And then I started thinking about it and I thought, okay, wait, scared to death. Somebody can be so scared, their heart can stop and they can die. Or failure to thrive or widowhood effects. Somebody can lose or you know, uh, all of these things, broken heart syndrome. Somebody can lose a spouse or lose a person in their lives and die. And I thought, well, wait a second. If we know that our emotions can do all of this, why are they not part of our system? So either way, so I started going, okay, well, I really need to lift and I tried to force myself to just think positive and be happy and I was doing all the things, the, the meditation, the everything that I could and it wasn't really working. It wasn't creating that radical shift and what I started realizing is that how we feel directs what we think. So I was doing it backwards. I was like, well, whatever I think, then I'm going to feel differently, but emotions are stronger than thoughts. So it's kind of like this. If you're really, 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 really in love with somebody. What do you think? You think of all the positive things. If you're really pissed off at somebody, you think about every negative thing or the problem or you have an argument, you keep spinning on it in your head or you fault, but people fault finding the person or something like that. So it's like our mind, if we're in a negative mood, it goes there. If it's in a positive mood, it goes there. And so I really started focusing on how do I create a radical shift in my emotions? Like I said, okay, I need to stop thinking because thinking is not helping right now. I really need to work on feeling differently. Yeah. And that was power.
0: So, what were the exercises that you did every single day to help you feel more and think less?
1: I, one of the things that I started doing, I was in a like, really not good spot. I didn't want to live. Like, I was, I, was, I this pain. I was, I was a mess. So, one of the things that I did, um, I call it mind programming with music, is I just started listening to music. Like I picked specific songs. Like I picked one of the songs I picked was It's a Beautiful Day by U2. Beautiful Day. And I would listen to that song and I would listen to it and literally just try to make myself feel euphoric. And don't think. I was like, let me not think. And there was another one I'd listen to, which was uh, Walking on Sunshine, (laughs) by Katrina and the Waves. And imagine like here I am, wheelchair, walker, cane, a mess, extreme pain. And I'm listening to Walking on Sunshine and it's going to feel good. Like who does that as I'm injured and can't move? And I was just like, I just have to feel euphoric feelings. So I was just like, don't think, just shift my emotions. And so I started doing that over and over. Now the great thing is, is as I was just purposely creating stronger emotions, that can also help increase dopamine. And, and so the great thing is, is I was actually uh, working on creating a shift. And as I was, I was doing that, it it helped me to start shifting the way i felt which made it easier to think in a more positive way and then also uh, process my emotions at a deeper level
0: what were some of the challenges that you experienced even though you started to see some results because i'm sure it wasn't just a shot like a k chart right up to being extremely healthy again like what were some of the challenges or the speed bumps you experienced along the way
1: great question um I would say a, a few things. I would say that negative emotions can block you, right? So as I was lifting, 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 then there were certain emotions that were blocking me. So it, it kind of, the way I started looking at it was kind of like uh, if you think about walking somewhere. To, to walk, you take new ground, then your back foot lets go of old ground. Then you take new ground, you let go of old ground. And so what I started doing is, okay, I got to lift, 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 lift. Okay, I got to let go of negative, lift, lift, lift. And, and so I started doing that and getting into a rhythm of of creating that radical shift.
0: Interesting. Now, is there any like practical exercise that you did? Was it prayer? Was it meditation? Was it anything specific or was it really just reminding yourself to consciously think about lifting your back foot up and taking new ground with your front foot?
1: Uh, there was a lot of specific things that I did. Uh, one of them is I would say that, you know, when we have patterns of feeling guilt or self-punishment or bad like like we did something wrong. Those feelings can keep you like it can keep you from lifting. And so I started really getting out of those feelings, not not going into those. And I was consistent. I mean, I, I created a vision of okay, I have to focus on my vision. I have to lift, and and with music, like there was so it was a combination of things and that's what shifted it. It was, it was follow through. It was, I I literally would wake up and create a feeling of determination. Like I have to do this. I had a feeling like, like I was drowning and that I had to lift.
0: So tell us a little bit more about how you help your clients today and some of the, uh, processes you take them through.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, when it comes to healing or anything with the mind, uh, There's a few things to know. First and foremost, what I love is there's always a gift in it. Like when we change our mindset, our lives get better. And so, you know, if if we look at patterns for a moment, if we think about, you know, a, a woman can have, an unfortunately, or man can have an abusive father and then end up recreating that pattern over and over when they have an abusive father, you know, boyfriend, boss, spouse, wife, whomever, the pattern continues. And so one of the things that, that's exciting and motivating is when we start to look at our mind and we see patterns, then we can see there's hope to get out of the pattern. So it's not like the same thing is going to happen over and over. And and so that I think is, is having hope exactly. and having an optimistic outlook. Uh, uh, that's one thing. And I would say as far as healing goes, one of the things that I do is is really it's about targeting specific emotions. You know, if uh, so if if somebody's that, you know, like embarrassed affects the body a certain way. Anxiety affects the body another. So if we're really working on healing, it's about identifying specific patterns, specific emotions, getting right. really specific with the mind and being consistent to change.
0: Them. Yeah. So it's one healing. one way that I do that is during my runs, bikes or swims, my training sessions, I'm, I'm training for my fourth Ironman right now. Saying, yes, yeah, saying emotions and then feeling those emotions. So, saying love, 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 and repeating it until I actually feel it, right? Saying health, health, health until I actually feel healthy. Saying, and then honestly, this might even be a bad thing, but I would also say negative emotions too every once in a while and just be aware of how the physiology of of my body changes, of how I feel different, of how I feel slower, how I feel weaker, how I feel like this training session is never gonna end and it's harder than it actually is. And that to me is the definition of emotional intelligence. It's being able to control your emotions. Not only keep your emotions in check, but alter your emotions at the snap of your fingers. So I feel like that is a true superpower in itself.
1: I love that. That's what I always say. Change is a superpower. And absolutely. And the other thing is, is to me, how when you when you create the determination and the follow through and the follow through, it becomes a habit. Like I wake up happy. I wake up motivated and excited. And I, I'm just, and I mean, it's easy to be happy. And it's because I've programmed myself for happiness. And I, And I would say that You know, when you take a bunch of positive emotions and you really dump it in really, really strong and you dump it in, it creates a shift. It it programs your patterns. And so I'd say thinking in terms of patterns, because one of the things that people do all the time is they say, well, I'm going to think positive. And they go, okay, I'm going to think positive about this and positive about this and positive about this. But our brains work in patterns. So instead of thinking about positive, yes, you want to think positive about everything you can. But by focusing on specific things and turning them into patterns, you go, okay, well, now I have a pattern of feeling love. So you do that for 30 days. That's what I have people do. Do that for 30 days or 60 days. Create that feeling. So now it's just your new norm. That's how you walk around. You are. And in it, it emanates. So that's one of the ways that I've hacked it is is by thinking in terms, I call it positive energy patterns, is purposely creating patterns because our brain works in that way you know if you think about freud's work with we think about repetition compulsion or reenactments in psychology and it's it's exactly that our brains have a tendency to repeat patterns that's how they work and and so when it comes to positivity a lot of times people don't think in terms of patterns they think oh let me get rid of this negative pattern of abandonment or hurt or criticism but when it comes to the positive people don't think well let me then right. establish the patterns and so that to me has been a...
0: Let me ask you a question. Is there... And you, you're you a PhD, right? You're a medical doctor, right? I'll turn, I'll it. turn it. So natural... Okay. Is there any science that backs this up? Is there science that proves that if you feel more love, appreciation, and gratitude, you have a higher chance of healing from cancer?
1: There is... There are studies... So I wouldn't... So I would say yes and okay so as far as love not necessarily optimism okay so if we look at optimism optimism has shown like research from harvard has shown to protect against things like coronary heart disease can i interject one second actually- how do
0: we how do we define optimism on a chart
1: uh, a state of emotional vitality
0: which is so measured about- which is measured how
1: if we think about the dep- definition of optimism, where we're feeling optimistic, where we're really feeling that. And by the way, we, if we look at the juxtaposition, so kind of like this, if we take it very simple, okay, so after like post-surgical results, so so let's say somebody has surgery. Now, afterwards, if they are in a state of optimism, their healing is faster, okay? So they, they have improved cell proliferation, so even wound healing. So there's been several research studies where they even create... Like they'll do a a burn um, on somebody, a burn wound, and then have monitor states of fear and monitor states of optimism. People who are in optimism, proliferation. So cell proliferation, which is, uh, if you think about cell proliferation, it is a cell growing and duplicating itself. Which
0: is a good thing. growing and duplicating. Yes. We want cells to grow.
1: Unless it is for cancer and that's when cells grow out of control and that's not a good thing but cell proliferation yes is a poor is uh, like we can have positive cell proliferation also abnormal cell proliferation can affect things like rheumatoid arthritis blah 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 so cell proliferation is an important thing so so if we're in state of optimism optimism emotional vitality has been shown to improve longevity by 15% okay so there's that now if we take conversely after surgery, if somebody's in state of fear or anger, wound healing, there's a lot more complications. There's rehospitalization, there's all kinds of complications that increases tenfold. Now, if you mentioned love, if we look at things like loneliness, so there's actually research that says that loneliness can be as detrimental to your health as smoking a pack, say, I think it was like 18 cigarettes a day or somewhere right. around there. But but that that so it's not necessarily love per se but the lack of love and loneliness is absolutely detrimental to a person okay so, so there
0: so there is proof the the answer is yes there is proof that if you have higher emotional intelligence and you are able to focus and feel more importantly feel these high frequency high vibration emotions like appreciation love and gratitude i just i use those three as the example that you will live a better, physically healthier, higher quality of life?
1: Uh, yes. So, and uh, and I don't know necessarily as far as gratitude, uh, but yeah, as far as feeling, so optimism is specifically emotional vitality, optimism, that is specifically linked up. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And, and go ahead.
0: Good question, though. As far as optimism goes. Okay. Is there a way to measure optimism, though? Or is it just asking someone, hey, do you feel positive? Hey, are you hopeful for the future? Hey, do you have faith that this is going to work out? How do we measure optimism on a scale?
1: Well, this is what I did, is I thought I was always optimistic. You know, here I am, injured, still looking for a cure, optimistic. So before, I would have defined optimism as looking on the positive side of things and, and being hopeful. But when you start to think about, like, as you said, emotions you really got to feel it i started looking at them in a different way as far as saying okay what do i really feel was i was i hopeful was i trying was i determined was i per- persevering and not giving up yes but i also felt horrible inside i felt fearful i felt struggle i felt negative and so and then when i started looking at research going well wait a second fear negativity all of that can affect the body and it's well-proven that it can affect body slow down wound healing all of that so right absolutely
0: but we can't measure so, the emotion optimism on a chart or a scale or a medical instrument
1: uh, i mean we don't really have I, I would say that there's research coming out that's getting better with emotions but i would say let's be honest we have a lot of mixed emotions and subconscious right. emotions and that a lot of people aren't even honest with what they're really feeling, not because they don't necessarily want to be, sometimes yes, but sometimes people will lie to themselves. I know I was, I was lying to myself on how I really felt just trying to keep my head above water at that time, you know, and, and so, but I would. to me, the definition of optimism is when you really feel excited about life and you really feel optimistic, and there's an absence of fear or negativity that's underlying because that to me is not genuine optimism.
0: I agree with that. I think you're absolutely right. And obviously you showed an immense amount of courage, bravery, and strength to get through what you got through. And it's, you know, it's almost harder to master our mind than master our body. And that's something you're going to have forever. Do you feel like because you've made such progress when it comes to your mindset and your emotional intelligence that you don't have to sharpen the sword, or is it constantly getting better, constantly practicing, constantly being more aware of how you feel each day?
1: Uh, I I would say, to be honest, I would say for the most part, it's really easy. Now, I would say, however, I mean, Uh, I would say it's easy because I have habits, because I have habitual ways of being that are just part of me now. I would also say before I used to, you know, watch TV shows that weren't good for me. And and, and so I don't feel like, I don't fill my head with negative stuff. And I would say just that in and of itself. I don't buy into people's negative story, this, that, the other. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not part of that. So I would say I have, built-in natural ways of filtering, natural ways of protecting and, and realizing that my mind, like I'm not going to zone out and watch a bunch of horror films. Now, before I might sit there and watch a bunch of crime TV and whatnot and find it engaging and entertaining. Now I'm like, well, I don't want to put that in my mind. My thoughts help create my life. They heal my body. What am I doing that for?
0: So important to be really conscious and aware of what you're consuming because there are so many people that are just doom scrolling through Facebook, through TikTok, they're watching CNN and Fox News every single day, talking about the same thing: mass shooting after politician getting arrested, after mass shooting, after natural disaster, after another politician getting arrested. It seems like that's just all the news these days.
1: Absolutely, and not only that, but then we like I we have this thing, you know. The world's gonna end. It's always gonna end. Like Y two K, the world's gonna end, and then Like we've always had. There's always this fear story. COVID, the world's gonna end. I mean, there's always like this fear story if we want to buy into it. And after a while, I kind of just started looking at it, saying, you know, like the ozone. Like I grew up. The ozone layer was depleting. We're all gonna, you know. And so it's kind of like okay, instead of being stuck in the fear story, how can I be in in the other part of it, the action story, the positive, the solution story instead. And so uh, I think that when we really understand how valuable and how powerful our minds are, we do more to protect them. And I think so many people are you know, filling it with negative things.
0: That's it. We have to protect our mind. We have to protect our mind. I think the easiest way, the most applicable way that all the listeners can protect their mind is to delete social media on their phone unless you're a creator and you're pumping out content for your business or you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to grow a personal brand you know social media is just a distraction if you spend two hours every single day on social media that's one twelfth of your entire year that's an entire month out of your year that you're going to spend just doom scrolling that invigorate negative feelings and thought patterns because there's not a lot of really good positive feelings you get from social media Maybe there are some funny things or some memes that you enjoy to watch, but at the end of the day, social media is not real, and it leads to us comparing ourselves to other people, whether we don't have as much money as other people or we don't, we're not as thin as someone else or we're not in as good shape as someone else or we're not living a fun life like someone else. Social media, is, it's just extremely toxic. So I think one exercise or uh, one thing that you can do to apply to your life that will make a big difference to protect your mind is just to delete social media i know it sounds crazy but um you know i recently just came off a little social media ha- media hiatus i deleted instagram tiktok and facebook for my phone like for the last i think it was like 10 days um because i knew that i was just spending a little too much time on it and uh i felt better i felt happier so i don't know do you have any advice for the people maybe one small thing they can do to protect their mind Brandy?
1: One small thing I would say, you know, uh, protecting your mind, I would say, yeah, not, not buying into all of the news and the fear story. And, and when you think about other people's, it, to me, it's perspective. When you start to think about the truth of it is, are there people with really hard, horrible, struggling lives? Absolutely. And are there people with really amazing, wonderful, incredible, successful lives? Absolutely. And our thoughts create our lives. And so if we look at the doom and gloom and we look at that as an example, we're headed that direction. And so I would say just living your mind, living your life in that way of saying, okay, yes, that's what's real. And you get to choose and deciding and making that choice every day to choose positive.
0: Yeah. Choosing positivity, getting out into nature, breathing fresh air, calling someone that you love, right? Exercising. Getting outside, right? I mean, you know, it sounds cliche. It sounds too simple to be true, but if you just exercise when you wake up in the morning, don't go on social media, and don't turn on the television, like you're gonna have a good day. You really are
1: feeling radically differently. Absolutely, absolutely. And I would say, you know, uh, also patterns of guilt, pattern, like subconscious patterns of guilt or feeling bad or self criticism. When you eradicate those it becomes easier to be happy, to thrive, to feel good. Because when we have feelings that we don't deserve or that we don't deserve a great life or guilt or shame, those hold us down. And our mindset, our energy, our healing, it can affect literally every area of your, uh, of your life. You end up in sabotage patterns. You end up stuck and if feeling heavy. And you right. just want to escape.
0: Exactly. To all those people that have been listening to this episode on apple spotify or audible don't forget to leave a review and hit follow on the podcast we recommend five stars mama said if you ain't got something nice to say don't say anything at all uh brandy i saw it from dave ramsey brandy thank you so much for your time today on the live better now podcast uh to all those people that want to connect with brandy i'm going to drop a link to all of her socials in the show notes and also a link to her website, brandygilmore.com. That's Gilmore with two Gs. And uh, Brandy, is there anything else you wanted to add or last words you want to share with the audience today?
1: It's actually Gilmore with two Ls, not two oh,
0: Gs. Oh, what did I say? Two Gs. Oh, okay. Brandy did- Gilmore with two Ls. dot com. We'll edit that out, but it's still going to be in the show notes. But what What are some last words? you got for the audience today before we wrap up
1: this is what i would say is your mind is more amazing than you realize and all of the time i have seen people heal from wheelchair walker cane pain uh emotional everything and uh what we are all capable of is truly incredible when we value our minds and uh zach you're just lovely and wonderful absolutely adore you
0: brandy thank you so much for the kind words I wish you nothing but all the health, wealth, success, and happiness for the rest of your year. And uh, we will absolutely connect again soon. Thank you so much for your time.
1: I love that. Thank you so much.